Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Hey, and welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. Hey, I'm Frank Mills. Appreciate you joining us very much, uh, whether you're watching or listening. Thank you for doing so today. Uh, we've got another great show for you and kind of piggybacking, I think, off of last week, but we'll find out more about that. We're going to be talking about how Armin changes up his back workouts. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of interested about that, that's for sure. And then we've got, of course, your fan questions and uh, topics that you want to talk about for this week. So let's get started. We got, like I said, a great show for you. And, you know, Armin, uh, changing up your back workouts sounds like uh, a little bit of a spinoff of what we did last week about your chest workouts last week. Uh, is that right? Well, last week we did stretching in between sets, but the week before we did the chest workout one. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, yeah that's right. The stretching. Okay. So yeah. it does sound really familiar. It, it, is, it is. is it the, a lot of the same information or are you going to twist things up here for us? Well, it is a similar concept about how I approach things. Um, and I found the strategy to be very effective, especially for my back development. So I think there's like the other one, there should be some good takeaways uh, that, that you can relook at what you're doing and uh, change it up. Uh, so I think there's some good takeaways on this one, in my opinion. Okay. All right. Well, let's get started. Uh, why don't you tell us what your approach is for training your back? Okay. So like we talked about with the chest, I like to focus on different areas of the back. And so what this means is one workout will be based on creating, you know, more width of the lats, uh, which with that, I'm going to be doing pull-ups, pull-downs, and even a combination of those exercises uh, to get as much full range as possible. So I'm trying to, to make the back wider from the front uh, okay. and from the rear. So I'll give you those uh, bow up like a cobra kind of look or bat wings, as they would put it. So. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a focus. Um, and then the, um, uh, on the other focus is going to be the thickness of the back. And so that's going to okay. be mostly row movements. And there's a lot of things to understand about these, these different strategies. So we're going to get into that for you, but it's really that simple. You know, one workout is focused on lats being wider and the other workouts are being focused on thickness, making the back thicker to get more again uh, depth separation into the muscles from the rear so okay well why don't we talk about the lat width focused uh tell us how that works so so what you're going to be doing there is you're really going to be using the exercise that help widen the lats traditionally so those traditional exercises are going to be pull-ups uh there's going to be pull downs and then you can combine them so depending on the fatigue level and so, uh, like I mentioned before, you want to get a full range of motion. So what this means is getting a stretch all the way at the bottom of the exercise. Like too many people tend to use momentum when they're doing pull-ups. 
Mm-hmm. And I get that. Maybe you could do that initially, but if you want to get the best development, I think, from your lats, you need to do a full stretch at the bottom when, and when you're coming down and then a big major contraction at the top to get those muscles to, to really uh, activate. And that's really what's important. Um, mm-hmm. And you, you can do the same thing with your pull downs. Um, it's the difference between a pull up and a pull down for people who aren't really aware of the why, why they're different. The pull up, you're using your body weight or you can even add weight. So, but you try to take your body weight and do a pull down with it. It's not very easy to do because the way the cables are. So can you still do it? Yes, but probably not as effective as you can by doing your regular pull up uh, method. So that's Mm -hmm. why we'll make that distinction there. Okay. All right. So, um, so I use different grips though, when I'm doing my pull-ups, even in the pull downs as well. So I like to do a palm overhand grip, which is kind of like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's and you do those fairly fairly wide and then you have a neutral grip which is more like this the palms are facing each other mm-hmm. and then you have uh, underhand grip also known as supinated, supinated grip so you're gripping underhand and that one okay. tends to get uh, you know the bicep as well but they all have a different effect on the on the lats as you're as you're coming up and down uh, and you'll if you experiment with that you'll notice that if you're and if you've been doing it then you already know uh, but okay. I just feel like that makes makes for a big difference. Um, and then, since I'm strong on pull up movements, I like to use a dip belt to add weight. So that's another way to add more intensity, add you know, make it tougher. So that's something you want to keep in keep in mind when you're when mm-hmm. you're doing them. Mm-hmm. And then I like to do the pre exhaust type of strategy, like I did for my chest. In the chest, I would do fly movements. And so my pre-exhaust strategy, and some people will kind of debate this kind of stuff. You know, I don't really care, but they do work. Is I like to do right. p- back back based pullovers. You have a chest based pullover to stretch the chest, then you have a back based pullover. And the back based pullover, you know, you keep your butt lower um, when you're doing the pullover, or if you have a pullover machine, then you're already covered. So I like to do those either with dumbbells, barbells, or a machine, and that okay. really you do that. You could just do those sets before you go do pull-ups or pull-downs, or you can superset them. And mm-hmm. it really, you'll really feel your, if you do them correctly, you'll feel your back the next day if you hit those the right way. So that's um, another way I kind of approach on the lats. <clears throat> Armin, does it affect your strength uh, as you're doing the pre-exhaust? Uh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so okay. now it, it does, but it does it more in the short term. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will adapt and you'll get stronger and that's part of the process. Uh, but you don't want to do pre-exhaust work every single time because it is pretty demanding and your recovery may not be as good. So I like to do that, um, you know, every other week when I'm, if I'm going to do kind of a pre-exhaust strategy or mm-hmm. superset. So, cause both of these, um, you know, you'll, you'll feel it and you'll know. So, uh, but if you as you continue to alternate these things in and out, you'll see your your strength get really good on your pull ups, and you'll be able to do twenty before you know it. And then that's when you want to start adding a dip belt. So, uh, but you know, the, the strategy depends on how much you know. So mm-hmm. if you're kind of new to pre exhaust for your lats, then I would just focus on warming up your lats. You know, with pull downs or whatever, you know, even some, you know, quick, some regular pull ups. Then you go do the pullovers and just focus on that 
pull over in the beginning. So you feel it, feel the stretch, feel the shoulder blades moving and rotating. So, and this takes, this takes a little time. You can also do this, you know, with cables as well, okay. uh, using rope. So, but again, do that. And then as you get good at it, then you'll be able to do the superset before you do the pull-ups. And that's when you really, you really learn how good you're doing it. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Now, do you still do some of the row movements on the same day that you focus on your lats? Yeah. Yeah. You got to get full development. So after I've hammered my lats, you know, pretty well, then I'll finish with some different row movements, which will usually be like seated cable rows, uh, machine rows or dumbbell rows or some mm-hmm. other isolation row movement, because, um, you know, you're, uh, you st- you're not going to be as strong obviously because you're tired. So that's, part of the finishing up with those and doing doing those you can still have good energy and get a good amount of reps so with doing the road movements though you know you want to use different grips as well just like with the pull the pull-ups and the pull-downs you had you know v-bar handle which is a close a pretty close grip then you have an overhand wide grip which i like to help change it up and then that neutral which is your similar to the v-bar handle except you have your hands a little further apart and mm-hmm. then you have underhand uh, grips as well. And then you can also vary these from close to wide to medium. So they have a lot of handles these days that allow that to happen. And this is just a different way to change it up and keep it fresh. So I like to do mm-hmm. that as well. <clears throat> a lot of different things that you're yeah. doing, a lot of good information. I think that's awesome. Um, let's talk about the row thickness strategy. How do you approach that? All right, so this one is it's really about going heavier mm, and okay. but being safe. So you're going to use typically compound movements with this, and so I like to start out with either a T-bar row. It can have a you can be padded. So you, if you have back problems, you can use a padded T-bar row. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like to do T-bar row bent rows with either using a barbell or dumbbells is really effective. Um, but the key is to get the stretch at the bottom. You get that full range, not be too high up, which a lot of people do. You know, they, I, I like to be more flat back or just slightly up from being flat back. I think you get mm-hmm. a better stretch with that versus standing more upwards. And that's just me. Uh, you know, it's more old school as well, but I found it, it works really good. So you want to be focused on that and really squeezing, you know, when you're, when you're contracting the muscles, when you bring your arms up really squeeze that back and, you know, get, get as much contraction as possible and then keep the momentum to a minimum because that's going to, that's not going to do anything but affect your, your lower back. And like anything, when you're going heavy, uh, I really recommend you wear a belt. Uh, I think that's gotcha. really important. So now, now after I'm done with those movements, then you know, I'll either do some cable machine or uh, dumbbell rows using, you know, a, you know, more range of motion as possible and again squeezing uh the back muscles to, to help take some of the pressure off the lower back so these are just kind of finishing exercises after i do like those the one or the other i'm either going to do the t-bar row or the bent row and just really focus on it and get, mm-hmm. get as good good a effect as i can and okay. then after i get done with that uh then i'm going to finish up with a couple of uh pull down movements and generally i'll do pull downs on that day but I also do pull-ups if I'm feeling. So if you're feeling good, do some, do some pull-up movements. If you're feeling a little fatigued because you hit it really hard, then, you know, do the cable, do the pull-downs with the cables and 
I hit that from a couple, just two different angles of what I like to do just to kind of keep it, keep it all engaged. Okay. Uh, what about deadlifts? Uh, is that something that you do? And if you do them, when? Yeah. So as you, um, as you're getting more developed and, you know, deadlifts are a good thing to incorporate. Uh, you just got to be careful with them. Um, they, they can help with some thickness. But you don't necessarily have to do deadlifts. So I just want to make that distinction. You know, Vince Garana didn't, didn't do heavy by do deadlifts, and they built really good backs. But it, I think it is a, a good tool to use. Um, so, you know, I prefer – one of the things that I do with deadlifts versus a lot of other people that I see is I don't do those in the beginning. I like to do deadlifts based on some things I learned from Mike Mentor is I do deadlifts at the end. You know, this, this way I really – exhausted all the back muscles i mean they're tired now some people say well you're pretty fatigued you, you may be more susceptible to injury well not you know if you're doing a good technique no you, you may not use as much weight but you will get stronger and I, i've had that happen mm-hmm. so all i do my deadlifts whether it's you know regular deadlifts or romanian deadlifts whatever i just prefer regular deadlift i do it at the end of the back workout <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know, because there's a compound movement so anything it's still working for you you're going to be calling it calling it in to help get that weight up so that's how i like to do it and some people may may disagree now if you're new to deadlifts then i would say you start out with that and learn the technique and get that really you know nailed down because that's really important to prevent injury right and you got to check your ego at the door as your fatigue sets in because you got to be safe every time you get injured then you can't train so you got to keep all that in mind um, but you know, work on your form and technique. If you're new to it, probably do that first and then do your other exercises after. Um, but you know, then once you get it down, then I was, I would look to do it at the end and it, it'll challenge you. Believe me. Mm-hmm. Um, now I also do, I don't really like to do, um, deadlift work, you know, after leg day or close to leg day because, uh, the fatigue of my legs is really a factor. And some people may disagree with that, but I, I just try to give myself a couple more days um, if I'm going to do some deadlifts so my legs are a little more recovered so I can use them effectively with the lift. That's just my own personal uh, things that I like to do. So, gotcha, And also, gotcha. I like to do the deadlifts on, on that row day. I'm going to do mm-hmm. because, On the row day. Okay. Yeah, I don't like doing them on the, on the lat day because the lat day is more of a secondary recovery day. That's why I do it that way too. <clears throat> okay. Well, you've got a lot of information here for us, uh, and we've covered a lot, but <laughs> I'm sure everybody's thinking about sets, reps, and rest periods. So why don't you get yeah. into that a little bit? Yeah, good question. Okay, so typically I like to, and we've talked about this in other shows, but for back, because it's such a complicated muscle group and it's a large muscle group, I really like to stay in that 8 to 12 rep range. I feel like that's really effective uh, for that. I feel like you, you go with pretty heavy and still right. get get good rep, reps from that. Um, and so the other thing is when it comes to sets, typically 12 and no more than 20. I think when okay. you start getting over 20, that you're just not getting much from and you're pretty much shot, especially if you're hitting each set with a good amount of intensity. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're doing some volume, then I, w- I really don't recommend more than 20 sets. And I don't think a lot of people would disagree with that anyways. Okay. Cause you're trying to get your back training, depending if you're just 
if you're doing training it by itself, then I like to stay in that 40 minute range. But if I'm training with another muscle group, which I sometimes do in my chest, then I'll, I'll look to train it for about 20 minutes. Uh, and again, at a pretty, pretty, pretty fast pace. So, uh, that's how I approach that. Uh, and for the rest, you know, back is going to, you know, it's like legs. It, it, they use a lot of oxygen. So I'll typically stay 30 to 45 seconds uh, to kind of keep the pressure on the muscles and get as much blood flow into, into the area as possible because that's really going to help expand the capillaries and mm-hmm. help with the fascia expanding. So I just like keeping those rest, even though I'm still kind of out of breath. Yeah, you may be sacrificing a little bit of weight, but I've also right. seen myself improve. So it's just a conditioning thing, in my opinion. So, Okay. Well, you didn't mention training your back with your chest. What about other muscle groups? All right. So the traditional, you know, a long time ago, you know, Mike Mentzer had the back and biceps combination. And I, and I think Lee Brady did that. And uh, they really liked it. But I did that re- really religiously for a long time. And I just don't feel like that I got that much bicep development from it. it you know, my back workouts were good. I just think I got too fatigued from it for the biceps because they are used you know, when you're doing your back work. So the, the strategy was, well, since they're already fatigued, a couple sets and that should help them. But I just didn't feel like it, it did that much for my uh, my bicep development. So I, I kind of got rid of that. But when I combine chest and back, I like to do supersetting because, you know, when you're down your back, you're resting. And so then you can do chest and you didn't really use a, those muscles directly. If you did, mm-hmm. very minimal. And I found that to be very effective. Uh, I felt like my strength was good, and the other thing I really liked most of all was just getting that double pump because you're 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 pushing and pulling, and so you got a lot of blood flowing back and forth, and, uh, and that's another way to get you know good blood flow. So I mm-hmm. thought that worked well for me, and that's one of Arnold's strategies. And you know, I did a lot of Arnold stuff too in the past, but um, I really like you know if I'm going to do a little bit more trying to train the muscle groups more often in a week. Then I like to do chest and back versus other combinations. I don't mind doing chest and triceps, but chest and back, I've gotten to work pretty good. I always start with the back exercise and then I go to chest because, you know, again, I want to make sure I'm really affecting the back. And plus, mm-hmm. my chest seems to respond a lot better now. So, but if you feel like your back development is lacking, which I've done this in the past, then I would just focus on one day, like my legs, to train your, train your back by itself because it, um, you know, it, it, it can be pretty demanding on you, especially with the amount of oxygen you need to do the reps. <clears throat> and then you either stretch in between sets or at the end of the workout, like we discussed last yeah. week, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah. depending on the timeline, you know, if I can't do it in between, a lot of times I like to do it in between, but if I can't, then, you know, mm-hmm. I definitely do it at the end. It's just, um, you, 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 you're, got that pump going so you want to see if you can expand the area so uh that's how i would approach it <laughs> well armin a lot of darn good information here um and uh yeah i'm sure everybody's appreciating it but as we wrap up here any final thoughts to uh kind of tie things up here well like anything as you're training you got to find different things to see if they'll stimulate and get the response you're looking for and so I would give those strategies a try and then see how you respond. Uh, you got nothing to lose. Um, but I know that the level of soreness I went through as I was uh, learning these and working on them was pretty intense. Now, there's a lot of arguments saying, well, soreness doesn't mean you get development. 
Um, but I don't know. I seem like every time I got pretty sore, my body seemed to change more. So there's mm -hmm. another probably hot debate for people, but I don't like not feeling at least a tightness or mild level of soreness on a workout. I, if I don't feel that, I don't feel like I hit it hard enough. That's just, that's just me personally. Mm -hmm. that's what, so that is what it is. Um, but finally, you know, don't feel like you need to do deadlifts to develop a great looking back. Okay. You can still get all those other muscles developed. Um, can it help? Sure. But at the same time, uh, you, you want to learn these other movements as well, really well, because they're going to do a lot of development because you're isolating those muscles. You get them to contract. Uh, and that, that always makes a difference. And that's why Vince probably did it the way he did it as well. Absolutely. Well, Thanks for all that great information and uh, stand by for a quick word from NSP Nutrition and Arm and I will be right back. NSP Nutrition was founded by Vince Gironda during bodybuilding's golden era. Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at nspnutrition.com. Just use the code NSPSHOW at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. Hey, I'm Frank Mills. And again, appreciate you joining us. Uh, you know, a lot of you have heard of NSP Nutrition. It stands for Naturally Sourced Products and yeah. They've got a lot of great supplements on the website, but, you know, it's World Health Month, so they've got some deals on the website, so make sure you take advantage of that. And, uh, you know, a lot of great supplements. I, I saw that they have released, now available, Thyroid Complete, Armin. Yeah, I just I actually got some uh, yesterday when I got in. I had a client that needed some, so. <laughs> well, that's We're awesome. Glad to so, see that. Well, if you haven't checked that out, make sure you do. They've got it right on the banner. Uh, it, it can help you in a lot of different ways, and it's a product that uh, I know that NSP is very excited about. So uh, I, I definitely wanted to let everybody know that, hey, it's in. It's available, and you can get it now. Yeah, so, a healthy thyroid is important for fat burning and important for energy, and that's why you need to make sure that that gland is being well-nourished. That's the key. Absolutely. All right. It's time for fan questions. And, uh, you know, it's pretty interesting. Some of the questions we get, you know, I have to kind of field them a little bit. Um, we answer all of them. So don't think that your question won't get answered. Sometimes I combine a couple of questions because they're similar. Okay. Uh, right. But uh, this question this week is from Nathan. And Nathan wrote in and said that he had tried the beef liver okay. and why he decided to get the NSP nutrition beef liver is uh, two reasons. One, he saw our show when we were talking about fasting mm -hmm. yeah. and how I helped supplement with my fasting when I did it. So he mm -hmm. wanted to try it because he didn't want to go with a, a cold Turkey fast. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but <laughs> he had a friend of his that had some beef liver that he used. So he thought, well, I'll save some money and I'll try his beef liver and do the fast. Well, mm -hmm. Nathan said it wrecked him. It was just, yeah. it was awful. 
It was terrible. It, it, it ruined him for a while. So he waited a couple weeks. He went on the NSP nutrition site and was very apprehensive about it after his experience, <laughs> but went ahead and got the NSP nutrition beef liver, tried the fast, and he said, it didn't wreck my stomach. It worked great. Yeah. And he said, you guys were absolutely right. It stopped my cravings. And uh, in the first first 30 days, he fasted one day a week for oh, one wow. month. Nathan lost 22 pounds. Nice. Yeah, you know, fasting does work really well. Yeah. And plus, it, it clears out your system and can help generate stem cells. So it's, it's a great thing to do. It's just funny, though, because, you know, when NSP ran out of beef liver and I had to buy the other brands, God, I mean, it was brutal on my stomach, too. I was just like, I don't know how they sell this stuff, but apparently they do. I don't know. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. So anyway, uh, I we appreciate all the feedback, Nathan, on the beef liver. Yeah. Uh, another Great validation, job. right? Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. Excellent job losing weight. Um, so, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Uh, next question is from Mikey. M- Mikey. Okay. Uh, Mikey, Long Island, New York. Okay. okay. Uh, Mikey's question is, Armin, uh, in regards to your nutrition when you're working out, uh, when we get this question from Mikey, he wants to get big. He's a smaller guy. He's uh, only 5'9". So he wants a larger physique, right? He wants larger biceps. He wants the impressive kind of physique. Uh, Not so much about the definition. He wants the size and the definition. Do you have any tips uh, on a development of getting larger? You know, um, and he's actually mentioned... He feels he has a workout plan in place to get mm-hmm. big, but there's a lot of supplements on the market, a lot of things to say weight gain or things like that, yeah. To right? Yeah. Is there anything that you could recommend that would help him get bigger other than weight training and nutrition? And that's what he's offering. Is what oh, you mean supplement wise or? Yeah. Yeah, I did a lot of the, uh, you know, back in the day, all these different weight gainers. Yeah, mostly what the weight gain products are is just carbohydrates. That's what they are. Ah. That's what helps you to gain weight. And then okay. they'll have, there'll be some fat in that, but um, it's just, you know, having extra carbohydrates. So if you want to gain weight, then, you know, you want to have carbohydrates, you know, especially after you train, um, you know, throughout the day. Uh, I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have carbohydrates every two or three hours, I would have carbohydrates maybe twice a day where you're kind of mm-hmm. loading up on them. That way you don't get, um, you know, keep your insulin up all the time and you're, you're less likely to gain a lot of excess body fat. Cause you know, gaining weight is one thing, but you know, if you're going to look smooth and you don't have good shape, you know, what's, what's the difference? We all want to have, you know, like I was the same way. I wanted to be big. I wanted definition because I saw Arnold on the magazine and it's like, wow, that looks pretty impressive. So, uh, but then I was dieting all the time and that doesn't work when you're trying to gain weight. So, uh, with what I was doing anyway, so if you want to gain weight, I would look at, uh, Vince Garano's bulk 
bulking program, and then he has nutrition with that. And it's simply going to be eating protein and fats. Protein and fats are what put muscle on. And you'll fill up, you know, accordingly with that, and then do some carbohydrates to help reload the muscles and the liver um, to help with that weight gain. But if you see yourself starting to smoothen out, then you need to cut those carbohydrates back. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything else on the fats and the proteins, but I would cut the carbohydrates back if, you, if you're smoothing out too much because that can happen. And if you, if you don't have a, your abs big and round, I mean, that's, that's, that's not what you're looking for. So mm-hmm. focus on the proteins and fats. Look at, look at his Vince Garano's bulk course. I think that you know, his nutrition is part of that. It's a six-week course. Play with that because um, I think that that's what I would have done. And I wish I would have learned about that when I was younger because it would help me a lot because I was doing, you know, as many dumb things you could do back in my time. Mm-hmm. But I just know for sh- I know for sure that protein and fats, you're going to put on quality muscle because you need the fats for hormones, which is important. Hormones are what help your body to grow. And you need the protein, the amino acids to help with protein synthesis. You just use the carbohydrates to replenish the muscles and liver to have good energy. So I would do it that way. I hope that helps. Absolutely. All right. Well, hopefully that does help you, Mikey. And uh, good luck to you on that. And uh, last question, <laughs> Harold. Harold is uh, down in Hialeah, Florida. And Harold okay. is a guy, an older gentleman. Uh, that's the way he described himself. But he said that, uh, you know, he had seen one of our shows was recommended by his grandson. So thank you, okay. grandson, <laughs> for recommending the show to Harold. We appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Uh Harold was checking out one of our shows and we were talking about joint relief pro uh, yeah. compared to glucosamine chondroitin and the MSM, effects of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, Harold decided to go try some joint relief pro. Oh, okay. And uh, he got, he got rid of everything else. He said, you know what? Let me try this. So he took the three capsules before the meal uh, and started experiencing a lot of uh, good feelings. The discomfort, yeah. a lot of the yeah. things that he was feeling were going away. And now he says, I- I'm out walking every day. I don't feel the pain yeah. that I used to. <laughs> and uh, he's feeling good about life again and wanted to thank us for talking about Joint Relief Pro. Yeah, I mean, it's got the right ingredients um, to to help with the joint area. You know, a lot of times with the joint area, you need to get the fluids flowing in there from the bursa sac. That's important. And then to get the inflammation down and the, the combination of what's in that is going to help get that inflammation down so that it doesn't continuously stay there. So, you know, yes. yeah, it's a good product. I, you know, I don't have joint problems anymore, but I mean, if, if I ever had issues, I would go back to that. So the only thing I would tell them to do is, Try some krill oil on top of that and should be good to go. Okay. Well, Harold, thank you so much for your question. Everyone else, thank you so much for your questions. And uh, we appreciate it if you would get those questions in. Helps our show and helps other people that watch it. And, uh, you know, Armin, we lean on our audience for that stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, we really appreciate it. And we hopefully it's getting you results and you can share this to other people and, 
you know, we can help each other out. So, uh, you know, that's what it's all about. And if we can help one more person get, get more out of life, then that's great. And the best way to get that information to us is, hey, you can scan the QR codes and get the information to us that way. Yep. You can also comment on the YouTube channel on the current show that you're watching, or you can email us. And that's at support at nspnutrition.com. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing your question or topic. And who knows, it may be used for an upcoming show. Now, that being said, we appreciate you joining us today. Hope you enjoyed it. Armin, thanks again for all your effort and hard work on everything you do to prepare the shows. Uh, A lot of good information. And join Armin and I next week for a brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP show at the checkout. Catch you next time.